Okay, hi. Welcome to Nobody Asked the Podcast. Happy Wednesday. It is great to be back. I, I love Wednesdays. Um, so <laughs> I love Wednesdays. I actually kind of do love Wednesdays. I watched, as as many of us have, I watched uh, Mean Girls and I need to watch it again. They need to put it back on a streaming service or I need to just buy it because like, honestly, I I... I mean, it's a great movie. You cannot argue with that, you know? Um, but anyways, we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, and maybe that's a good... I mean, that's not a great segue, but it's an okay segue into um, the topic this week, which is, as you know, enjoying the process. So I found a bunch of things online again about people talking about how to enjoy the process, how they've enjoyed the process... And how how it's benefited them, I guess. So I know that personally me, I love to have a goal and details about it. And if the if the milestones aren't happening, I'm like, oh my goodness, I you know, like it, it's never gonna happen. It's this and that. But I think the beauty in that, and I think we'll see through these responses here, is that like you know, it's the milestones that don't go right. It's the detours that show you there's so much more that you can have. You know, you have this plan, or I have this plan, and it's like steps 1A, 1B, 1C, but what about 1AA? What about 1AAAA? You know, you can have so many more A's. You can have so many more B's. You can have way more steps. And your end goal can be so much more substantiated by all of these detours and the growth and the depth to the process that got you the goal. That's from my experience that I think that, you know, I'm always grateful for the things that don't go right because it shows me that my mind can expand a little bit more and be grateful for things in different ways. And that doesn't mean that you'll never get what you want. That just means that like you can have more and you're going to enjoy it more. So, you know, if you get a chocolate ice cream, which chocolate ice cream isn't my favorite. I'm going to be honest. So anyways, uh, (laughs) so if you want to go somewhere and they have chocolate ice cream, I, you know, I saw this video. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it right now. I have a theory that whenever you get blocked from your first choice destination, whether this is a person or an opportunity, it's not only redirection, it's actually because the universe also wants you to experience or see other things on your way to your real destination, which by the way, could still be your first choice just like down the line. To understand this, think about this metaphor. Imagine that you're walking down a long street of shops and you see a coffee shop up ahead that looks absolutely divine. It has so many good reviews, you can't wait to go in and try it. And you just tell yourself, I'm going to go in this coffee shop and then I'm going to go home. And then you get there and it's closed. But now, of course, you're craving coffee, so you decide that you'll just go further down the street and go to the coffee shop at the very end of the block. And on your way there, you run into an old friend, you see a new shop that you've never seen before and go in and find something that you've always wanted, you see something that makes you laugh, you see a restaurant that you end up going back to months later and it's like the best meal of your life. And all of those delights were waiting for you past your original intended destination. Life is like that. It just means there's more to see and experience. So this mainly has to do with, like, the law of attraction, manifestation. But I think it also has to do, like, if, even if you don't believe in that, I think it also just has to do with just living your life, allowing good things to happen. 
great things to happen, greater than you already imagined. And it doesn't have to be about manifestation or attraction or whatever, um, but it can be. And I think it's really cool when it is. Um, and I think you can apply the same concept to both um, just living your life and trying to manifest something. Um, but yeah, I think I th that video really, really struck me recently and I have it saved to my phone and it just reminds me that like, just live your life, live your life. You know, I, I can't really say much more than that. Um, so let's get into this. Here's our first tip of the day about enjoying the process. Um, those who get a good amount of work done every day and actually enjoy the process, how do you do it? Do you make your environment cozy, like using ergonomic chairs, lighting candles, playing lo-fi music while working? Or do you allow yourself to be slow and steady? Make it easy by breaking the work down into smaller tasks and working in a calm way. Or do you reward yourself by taking small tasks on your to-do list and watching your favorite show once your work is done? Or is it something deeper like keeping your why always in sight or because you are doing it for your loved ones? How do you actually enjoy the process? So this response, I actually, I think this might have been the question and then there was some answers under this. But I think that it kind of fleshes out the different ways that you can enjoy the process, especially with like a lot of this has to do with like smaller tasks, kind of like mundane sort of things that we all have to do every day. So like you can apply listening to your favorite album while you're cleaning. If you don't like cleaning, I like cleaning, so it's fine. But I do tend to um, listen to my favorite album or something um, or, or when you're studying. You know what? Don't get me started on productivity and studying because <laughs> I'm good now. I wasn't good in the past. And that trauma from not being good at studying in the past is still with me. So I don't even know if I'm good, but I think I am. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. I'm getting off topic. But um, let's get into our first real response here. This person says, finding pleasure in the process can be hard. It means that you have to stop trying to turn your brain off. It means that you have to try to be aware of yourself and your thoughts in the moment. It means that doing those tasks while you dislike doing cannot be done mindlessly. You must do them mindfully. You must be present and mindful in this moment. You mustn't think about other things you could be doing or even that you will do once you were done. You must live in the here and now and focus on the task at hand. I agree. Because if you're, if you're reading say if you are reading a book, maybe it's your textbook, maybe it's a book that you got recommended and you want to read this for somebody else and you're like, I really don't want to be here, I really don't want to be, that's what's going to loop in your mind. Focus on the words, focus on the concepts in the book, focus on, as a person said before, the end goal. Okay, you know what, if I read this and I focus, I will be able to say that, I read the book and I would have truly read the book because I was present and I can recall some things about it and maybe we can have a conversation about it if it was a recommended book. Um, number two. Oh, uh, yeah, never mind. I'll, I'll say it after this. <laughs> Meditation helps with learning to enjoy the process and staying present to the moment. The first week or so of doing it sucks, but it gets better. Mindfulness helps you cut through some of your filters you use to see the world around you. 
It also helps you do things without judging. Combined with a focus on the present are keys to make even mundane tasks quite fascinating. So it's kind of a build off of the last person that said you have to be mindful of what you're doing, right? So how are you going to be mindful? Meditate. I know everybody says meditate, but let me tell you, I force myself to do a little bit of meditation every day. And every week I would add a minute or so to how much meditation I would do in a day. And then it just slowly build up, builds up, builds up, builds up. And then suddenly you're meditating for a whole 20 minutes. So maybe the first week you're doing three minutes every day and that's all. You're just doing that and that's fine. And you're being present. And then the next week you do four or five minutes and then it'll build up. I promise you, you have to start somewhere. And I think you should start somewhere because when you're more present in your life, you're going to enjoy the things around you and see what's around you even. Maybe you won't enjoy the things around. Maybe you're going to be like, you know what? I've been distracting myself. I don't like anything around me and I have to do something about it because I really want to enjoy my life. You know what I mean? So I hope I hope that that is hopefully like um, a motivator to start meditating. I don't know. It seems kind of cultish because everybody says, everybody that meditates says you should meditate. But once you're in it, you're like, oh my gosh, I get it. I get it, you know, but it's not a cult. It's, I promise you, it's not a cult. You will, you will get out of it if you want, you know what I mean? And you won't have to try hard. You just stop meditating, you know, um, maybe I should be talking about cults. Um, next one. What if you have a tedious yet exhausting job? All of your mental resources are consumed in mechanical work. Then when you get home, you're too tired for anything mentally taxing, so you veg out in front of the TV. Your free time is reduced to recuperation for more work. Since there is no escape from this reality of being a labor machine, we distract ourselves with entertainment on, on the internet. We have to turn our brains off because the reality is a horror we can't change. I don't know about this situation exactly. Somebody just replied. I don't know about this situation exactly. However, a while back, I started with a heavy internship with long hours I wasn't used to. That was the moment I actually started cutting things out, like gaming or mindlessly watching series or like TV series or surfing. It's very easy to do, but I found it even more draining for me. It didn't help me recover at all. However, I started with mindfulness meditation every day after I got home. That's a great way to recover a bit and clear your head and it helps you identify the things that are draining and the things that you actually need. So I know this is kind of sounding like a really weird advert for um, meditation and, um, you know, (laughs) maybe that's not interesting. I think I'm seeing somebody that I used to know. No, I'm not. It's somebody else. I'm looking out a window. Um, But it's so true. It's so true. Like last night I had a meeting that lasted until like half an hour before I usually want to go to bed. So if you've ever worked late, you know that it's hard to wind down. And sometimes it's even harder to wind down in the evening than if you finish. So if you finish at like 5 p.m., maybe it typically takes you um, like until 6 p.m. before you're like, okay, I'm finally present and I can relax. But I find that if I finish at like 10 p.m., it's like, okay, it's 1 a.m. and I'm finally like, okay, I can sleep. You know what I mean? So what I've been doing 
is being like, you know what? I've noticed that I'm still in the neural, I'm talking about neural loops now. I don't know a lot about neural loops, so don't quote me. I'm still in the thought loops. That's much better. I think I should cut it out, but honestly, I'll keep neural loop in because I think it's funny. Um, (laughs) I'm still in the thought loops, mind loops of the meeting. So how do you get out of that? Well, I think you have to process it. I used to be like, okay, I'm going to put on a TV show and I'm just going to focus on that. And that's a really great way if you're present. But how do you get present? Well, for some people like me, I can't just sit down and put on a TV show and just pretend I'm present. I'll be like in between watching the TV show and thinking about the meeting. I meditate for five minutes. Just be present, detach, let it go, and move on. That's what I do. I don't know. And, it, uh, you know, it sounds like it's, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Um, but the, the next response, this one's a cool one. Dwayne Johnson says, I think it's Dwayne The Rock. I feel like they wouldn't have name dropped Dwayne Johnson if it wasn't a, a name drop. You know what I mean? Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm going to say The Rock. They don't say The Rock. But anyways, instead of saying I have to, say I get to. It gets you into a positive mindset and makes you so you actually want to do it. Even if you have to do it, say, I get to do this instead of I have to do this. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. You know, one way this person thinks of this or applies it is when they're doing their college assignments it seems like unnecessary work. But if they look at it as a vote towards one of their goals, getting a 4.0 GPA or a higher GPA than they already have, doing the assignment is a vote towards that. You have to put in the work. You have to say, I get to do this. I have an opportunity to change my grade right now and move forward. I feel like I'm a motivator, motivator. I feel like I'm a motivational speaker right now. It's very, it's a new vibe. Don't catch me being a motivational speaker though. Like, please, I'm praying that I don't become a motivational speaker. Not because it's a bad job. I just think that like, I can't, I can't be motivating everybody all the time. Um, the, the podcast is enough. If you feel motivated right now, thank you. Don't make me become a motivational speaker. Um, (laughs) But share the podcast with all of your friends or your cat if you don't have friends, whatever. You, You know, next one. I try to get into a flow state, which is much easier to get into when I'm meditating and not using social media. Flow state is linked to higher life satisfaction, so it's intrinsically enjoyable and also lets you do some of your highest quality work because you're present, you're focused. You're focused on what you're doing. So, I, you know what? When I was um, figuring out what to talk about, I, I didn't realize how many people would talk about just being mindful about what's around you. And um, yeah, but here we are. Here we are. Um Here's a little bit of a different perspective. There is no need to change the environment, put on music or any of the stuff to enjoy the process. When you truly enjoy the process of what you're doing, you would do it even if there was no reward at all. 
you'd be driving yourself crazy if you're not taking action on those goals. Any hacks or productivity tips to make it more enjoyable, by definition, imply that you don't enjoy the process. There is almost always a deeper emotional reason why being involved in your work comes down to actually loving what you do. Interesting. So this person is saying, don't distract yourself. This person is saying, find a way to love your work, which is kind of what 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 we just went through say i get to because if you get to do something like if you get to go to a theme park if you get to go see a movie in a theater if you get to go to a concert if you get to see your best friend you get to do that you love the fact that you get to do that you love the fact that you're about to spend some time doing something that you want to do you don't have to you know interesting you love it you Girl, you got to love it. <laughs> um, now, this is a very long one. And it's it's in response to somebody else's post that I am not going to read out because it's, it's very depthy and personal. But um, here's a response from somebody that I did like most of it. Um, and maybe you'll like it all. I don't know. Maybe I'll end up liking it all. I'm enjoying the process. Am I though? I th- why not? Um, so, all right. So this person says, the first thing I will note is that there's a fundamental problem with the story you're telling yourself. If you enjoy your work and achieve success, you are enjoying life. There's no template for exactly how a person should enjoy life. Some people are satisfied with whatever work gets them by and a large social circle and a rich family life. Others are more happy throwing themselves into their work and having a much, much smaller circle of people around them. There is no right or wrong way to enjoy life. So dispel yourself of that notion. People inflict endless pain on themselves by believing that there's something wrong with them for living life differently than most people do and believing that what they do is wrong or bad, despite them enjoying their life and trying to cram themselves into this template that doesn't fit them. But if you feel like you're missing out or you feel like you want to expand your world, good. This is a fine and noble goal and something the brain is well adapted to do. The secret to enjoying something is not that mysterious. As numerous studies have shown, passion and genius are much less innate than they are more learned. I want to take one thing in particular that you've said and really break it down because I don't think you're fully aware of what's happening here. Okay, so this next part is them directly responding to something they said, and this is the quote from the original post. Quote, I am not able to just sit down on Friday evening and enjoy a conversation, company of people, a glass of wine, or some slow walk in the park. Not anymore. End quote. Now here's what I'm guessing actually happens. You come off of a work week, head spinning and buzzing with ideas and to-do lists, etc., and, brief- and briefly dip your toe in a social outing before becoming impatient and then bowing out and telling yourself you can't enjoy this and go back to letting your work dominate your attention and brain space. But of course, you can't enjoy it. 
For one, did you actually give it your full attention? Did you actually try or did you abandon the effort the moment you felt uncomfortable? Were you present in the moment or did you make the effort to even be present? Or did you merely ruminate and wallow at how unpleasant the moment was before giving up? For everything in life, there is a discomfort barrier, a space of time in which the brain is bored and uncomfortable with a situation or action. The key to enjoying something, anything, is to challenge this barrier and push through it. Sometimes that requires many sessions of focus and attention and conscious efforts. Most people never do this. Take the student who believes they're bad at math. Typically, one reason or another, they have a bad experience with math. And then they internalize that as part of their identity. From there forward, whenever they encounter math, they feel that this discomfort is inevitable because of course it is. They aren't math people. But that is BS. A lie. The brain is a nearly infinitely plastic organ. Plasticity. True, some people are naturally better at one thing or another but nearly anyone can become anything they want to be with the proper intent, focus, practice, and repetition. I'm going to repeat that. Intent, focus, practice, repetition. Keep going. It may sound paradoxical that you need to practice having fun, but it's more than that. People have fun by paying attention to the fine details of something. An average person goes to wine tasting and just tastes wine, but a professional wine taster explores that many subtle flavors, scents, tastes, and all the nuances. In those details comes the pleasure, the expansive inner world, but you didn't get there without practice, repetition, immersion, and attention. If you want to enjoy a walk in the park, a conversation with a friend, you need to pay attention to these things. Really pay attention. Slip into the flow that you find yourself in when you're pursuing a goal or something else you enjoy. That will require discomfort initially. Your brain will recoil and reject this, but it, it, has, be tra- it has been trained to orient itself toward your other goals. You must be patient but firm. And most importantly, you need to realize there's no such thing as being a type of person People are products of their environments. You have lived in an environment of goals and work, and so you have to come to enjoy and th- so you have come to enjoy and thrive at work. If you are thriving in a new environment, you must understand that it will take time and discomfort to adapt, but you will adapt because it is what the brain does. I really liked this perspective because. It's saying that to enjoy the process will take time. It will take effort. It will take you overcoming discomfort. It's like that quote that like your new life will cost you your old one. And the ways you learn or I've learned and you will probably learn how that quote can be interpreted is almost endless You'll apply it in certain situations, be like, okay, I got it. And then something else will happen. You'll be like, okay, definition expanded. And then it'll keep expanding, expanding, expanding. And then, you know, you're living a different life because you've learned from those experiences. You've been mindful. I don't know. I really, really liked that one. And I hope 
that there's something in this episode, whether it be now or later, we're almost done, um, that like you can take. That's all I want. That's all I'm sure you want to get as well. And whether you're listening to this on the way to work, school, before you go to bed, I'm sorry if I'm at this episode. I feel like I was yelling a little bit, but um, I'm sorry if it was not as peaceful as usual. Um, but I'm just kind of, I, I, honestly, I'm just enjoying the process. I'm enjoying the process and knowing that there, this will be a good episode. You know, that that's how I'm doing it right now. You know, so here's one response to how to shift from outcome to process. And we've, we've seen a lot, but specifically under a thread for this. So the person says, I independently discovered this quote from Paulo Coelho. It is the possibility of a dream coming true that makes life interesting. So take some time, some effort to define a dream that is aligned with your core desired feelings that you'd love to work towards. Ideally, it should just be a little bit out of your reach so that you don't know exactly the path to get there. Even better, if it also serves to uh, the dreams and needs of other people. Find a way to remind yourself of the dream daily and slowly you'll start to take actions towards it. There will be moments that you'll not like, but over time, you'd learn that this is the part of the game that is most important. Even in the game, you get hit, annoyed, stressed, only to find that if you persevere long enough, there are bigger rewards waiting for that huge release of dopamine that you're looking for as a human, physiological human. All of your rewards are dopamine-based, but we're not going to get into that. Um, again, I'm learning this in manifestation right now that like, you just gotta, you just gotta keep going. You gotta keep going and know that there will, uh, we're going to quote Miley Cyrus right now. There were all, there will always be another mountain. There will always be another mountain, but guess what? If you keep climbing, if you keep climbing, you will get higher and higher and higher and you will get somewhere else. Your altitude will change. And I think that that is the perfect ending to the episode. I was just listening to The Climb earlier. I listen to The Climb a lot. I love that song. I love it. I think you should listen to it too. The Climb by Miley Cyrus. She released it a ton of years ago. And I mean, it's been a huge part of my life. I remember singing, this is maybe lame, but it's not that lame. I don't think it's lame. Everybody's, maybe not everybody. A lot of people have done it. You know, those games where, yeah, it, it would basically be karaoke on like the Nintendo Wii or something. Um, and it was called the Sing It series or whatever. Um, and they would release different versions I had a f couple of versions with my sisters and um, one of the versions was one with The Climb by Miley Cyrus. And I remember it was one of the first songs that I felt that I could do on this game. And I forget what my score was. I feel like it must have been good if I was happy with the song. Um, 
but it's just a memory that I have that I really like. And I think that it's part of the reason why I really love this song. Also, the fact that the song is so good. It's so true. And it's real for most people. So, um, I hope you really enjoyed the episode. This has been Nobody Asked the Podcast. And I'll be back next Wednesday. And I'm very excited to be back next Wednesday. And I hope you enjoyed it again. And share it with your friends, your parents, your guardians, your work friends, online, just to anybody. Um, And yeah, I'll I'll see you next week. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I'm going to leave it in.